What's up, what's up, y'all? Y'all now tapped in to the full disclosure show where we tell it like a T.I. is. You know what it is. I'm Derek Lamont Williams, the first. We got Baba Rich Green, Dick Dashley, and the little lady of the house, Miss Lisa Lisa Burnett. What's up with it? What's going on with you, Big B? What's going on, y'all? What's going on out there, Facebook? Everybody that's joining us, man, coming at you live. What's up, Miss Lisa? I'm feeling a lot better. I was sick a little earlier. Had this crazy ass headache. You you know, made but it the show anyway, huh? I made it through. But the show must go on. The show must go on. Hey, I want to say rest in peace to Mr. McElrath, Tom, Tom, your whole family. I offer my condolences. We offer our condolences and our uh, sincere love and uh, many blessings to you and your family. So, uh, who we got? What's up, Tanya Mitchell? What's up, Marcus Johnson? Everybody that's joining us early and often, man. Everybody supporting us. Hit the like button. You know what I'm saying? Hit the share button. What's up, Baba Patai? Oh, favorite talk show. Thank you so much, Miss Tanya. Thank you, sis. My favorite, too. You know what I mean? And you're not even biased. No, I'm not <laughs> even biased. I promise you I'm not. So, what's up? What's up, Dick Dawson? Oh, man, I can't call it. It's been a crazy week. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on, man. So uh, without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and jump into this thing, man. Uh, as many of you are aware, the the whole case with the uh, Bothan Jean and Amber Geiger trial, where the, uh, the woman was convicted of murder, yeah. and uh, she was sentenced to 10 years. And, um, you know, and we covered this when it first happened. You know, we went into the whole thing. You know, a woman walked in, accidentally walked into another man's apartment and gunned him down while he was sitting in his own living room. And, as, and you know, as the trial went on, there's two overlying factors that has been popping up. One has been the sentencing, you know, the 10 years. You know, she was looking at a maximum of 99 years yeah. to, uh, you know, meant like 25 to 30 years. She ended up getting 10. And I was, and I was watching the, the juries. The jur- a couple of juries actually spoke out. Mm-hmm. And they were saying how they wanted to make sure they did right by Botham Jean and gave her the sentence they thought he would have wanted her to have. You know what I mean? And how hard it was for them to, to give her any time at all. And then, two, we had the whole display of love and affection and, you know, with the the the, the, the bondsman lady rubbing the woman's hair and the judge giving her a hug and a Bible. The victim's own brother came up and hugged the woman, you know, gave her... You know, I, I try to tell you about them white women tears, man. The white women tears is a strong, there's a strong. I mean, the the pouring out of sympathy for this woman in this court. I've never seen a judge act like that in in Me my neither. day. Like, Me neither. Like how was it is a is a matter of fact that she got any time, all the love and affection that she got mm-hmm. in this courtroom. You know what I mean? It's like everybody everybody felt. 
and this whole thing of forgiveness and shits the brother forgive her. So it's like it's a it's a couple areas we really want to because you know we know the details of the trial, but the yeah. whole forgiveness thing and the the amount of years that she ended up getting mm-hmm. want to kind of like you know what I mean discuss those two factors. And uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and put that up. What, what you think about that, Miss Lisa? We're gonna go to you first. <laughs> Well, first off, I think I'm glad that she at least got something because, as we know... I ain't going to lie. I didn't think she was going to get convicted. I didn't either. And when she did get convicted, if somebody would have asked... I, I should have said it because I, I figured she's going to get about 8 to 10. I, you know, I just... I've been watching, <laughs> you know, this happen a long time, and I was mm-hmm. pretty much... But go ahead. I don't think that's enough time for her actions. Um... First off, like you said, I think people are getting getting confused with compassion with religion aspect. We looking at they looking at the forgiveness through the religion aspect and through the Bible. And I think that because of that, they they looking at it like, oh, I have to give her all this compassion when like you can say, okay, I can understand forgiving somebody for you. I've been in situations where if I wasn't able to forgive that person for their actions, I wouldn't even be able to speak to that person. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand forgiving someone for you. But then you took it too far in my eyes, giving this woman the hugs, the tears, giving her the Bible and all that. That's just too much. Where's the compassion for this man? I'm sure... I don't know this man personally, but I'm sure if you ask this man, if you could ask this man how he feels about this, he wouldn't be too happy that this woman just came in and shot him while he was in his drawers enjoying ice cream. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure he's not even like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, she true. made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't know. I don't know if there was some sort of conversation prior to this. You know, for her to feel, have some sort of ill feelings to him, towards him, maybe just speculation. Maybe he might have told her, hey, I don't want to mess with you no more. You know, because it just makes no sense. And I still don't remember hearing what this woman's toxicology report came back. We found out immediately that he had a small amount of marijuana in his apartment. We still don't, I still never heard. Where her toxicology came back. And we never, and what's crazy, like you said, we heard his toxicology report immediately, but we didn't hear all the racist and prejudiced things she had said until the trial. Mm -hmm. So once again, we got this whole image of smearing the victim, which the victim is a black man, which is always the script. And I'm reading some of these articles with these jurors and I read some of the articles going over, talking about how the brother was so compassionate and what have you. And they're using that narrative that the black, oh, they, when I read the article, it was an article on the jurors. And as they were describing the jurors, they were using the numbers, juror number 34, juror number 12. And then when they got to a particular juror, she was a black woman. Well, the black woman, juror number 28, said this, that, and the third. You know, but why are you, why did you have to point out her, her color, her skin color? Why couldn't you just use her juror, her number, like you did everybody else? Because you need to point out that, that, that uh, story to keep 
black folks, oh, you know, they're so docile. They're so forgiving. So I think that there's a lot of angles to this story. That's just one angle. How do you feel? How you feel about it? Well, you know, before I get into it, I'm going to read. Uh, hey, what's up, Patrick? Boy, boy, boy Cole. Uh, Lee Lee Mitchell said, well, the Freedom From Religion Foundation filed a complaint with the judge for her hug and stuff. So they, they actually filed something. Yeah, I did see that. Um, like, hey, you know, we, we, we're a religious organization, but come on. Because like you said, she gave her a hug in the Bible. I didn't, I didn't know she the gave, judge her Bible. gave her a The judge gave mm-hmm. her a Bible and a hug. Yeah. You know, a big fat hug, too. Now, as far as the sentencing there, goes. There, baby. As far as the sentencing goes, uh, I was shocked with the amount of time that she got. You know, I was thinking that it's only going to give her five years. So I thought, you know, it would be manslaughter or something like that. It would be three to five. So the, the 10 years, <clears throat> you know, excuse me, was a surprise. Um, you know, do I think some justice was served? In, in a way, yes, the fact that she didn't walk. But we're talking about Texas. Texas is really hard on murderers. You know, if you, if you murder somebody in Texas, you you going to jail. you going to jail normally for life and you might get the electric chair. Isn't so it sad, her, though, that... We are shocked that she got sentenced to anything. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been conditioned. I was shocked. I was surprised when it came back murder. I thought, just like you, yeah, I thought it was going to be manslaughter. Mm-hmm. When it was murder, I, I, I thought it was 8 to 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to give her 25 years. There's no way they could have found it in their heart to send this poor white woman to 20 years in prison. There's no way they would have been able to do it. Yeah, well, you know, and, and they struggled. They said they even said they struggled. Yeah, they said they struggled. Well, see, I didn't, I didn't see. Her. You know, I tried to avoid looking at that. I, I have seen where they have interviewed the jury, and I know maybe I should have done that. But sometimes certain things you just don't want to put in your soul. Mm-hmm. And you know, for one, she did get fired. That probably helped with the prosecution. Excuse me. Has she still been an officer of the law? I don't think she would have got any time. So. Her being fired helped. So whoever was the commissioner or DA or whoever helped in that decision-making actually helped the case. And I think that came about right after the election. They put somebody in office who was a black woman, if I'm not mistaken, who made the decision, hey, she's no longer a cop. So she didn't have the protection of the police union. So that's one thing. Uh, But the other thing was, aside from everything else, it was just the, the minstrel show that was put on right afterwards. The bailiff coming over and doing her hair, um, I thought was quite over the top. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Now, judges, sometimes judges may hug someone. It's not it's not unprecedented. Let's just get that out of the way. It's not. However, it's not normal, especially in a murder trial. Maybe in a family court or something like that mm-hmm. where there's been something traumatic to, to someone and they're like consoling. You may see that. This was a murder trial. Once again, this woman walked... That's like somebody walking into your house. It's exactly like somebody walking <laughs> yeah, into yeah. your house while you sit down and just gun you down in your house because they made a mistake. Yeah. I made the mistake. I came in your house and I killed you. Now, I love... Somebody said, now, what if you reversed it? I think it was Shannon Sharp. What if you reversed the roles? Black man walks into a white woman's house, thinks it's his, guns are down. Does he even have a chance in the court of law? Nope. And... That's, I, I think that's what a lot of people are missing, that we as a community, as a group of people in this country, just feel very disenfranchised, very uh, disconnected from fairness. You, you're like, well why, well, why are you all so upset because this happened? 
Because we know that if it if you you put that woman in any of our skin, she she getting the maximum sentences. We've been seeing in our timeline things popping up from men raping little girls and kids mm-hmm. yeah. and getting one year of probation. Well, well, the, well, the, the woman who the woman who used the fake address so her son can go. She got five years. She got prison. five years. Five. Hey, it was it was just a young man that overslept his jury duty. Yeah, I saw that. And the judge gave him ten days in jail plus a year probation. Yeah. For missing jury duties. And then the judge said, Well, he was our only African American. He was very important to this. Wait a minute. No, you still you using him as an example. Mm-hmm. You coming down on him. That probation, that that's the trick bag right there. Now you just gave him a number. Now he has a felony on his record. So thank God for all the media coverage. The judge is like now. Oh, he has, he could do uh, community service, and if he doesn't do anything for 30 days, they'll take that off of his record, the whole nine. But if it wasn't a rush of media attention, would that have happened? No. So, but getting back to Botham John, I'm sorry for his death. It was undeserved. From all, for all I hear, he was a very religious young man, and you know, he was a very good guy. Remember the guy that was on the stand that mm-hmm. testified? Mm-hmm. So he used to hear him sing gospel music. The only thing outside of gospel music, he might sing Drake. Mm-hmm. But I would hear him in the morning singing. Yeah. You know, that's a heck of a memory to have. And then that young man just got gunned down. Say he got gunned down. Brown. And now the woman is, is set to appeal her sentence. Oh, man. How so that, that's, that? insult, that's an insult to injury. But you know what? Appeal is a, is a natural thing, but that's kind of insult to injury. So if you ask me once again, I think the sentence was light, but in this day and age, her getting any time is is, is somewhat of a victory. I I just wouldn't I wouldn't forgive anyone for killing one of y'all for killing any of my siblings. Me neither. You know, forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person. I do understand that, but why so quickly? But see, that's the thing, and I wanted to piggyback on what you said. You know, I can't knock anybody, and you like you said, forgiveness is for you. I've had to forgive. A per I have to I had to forgive a person, but I still wouldn't piss on them if they was on fire. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It doesn't mean it's it's a kumbaya moment. Yeah, like yeah. And, and there's the forgiveness and there's there's this biblical forgiveness where you you you, you black folks are compelled to forgive your enemy. Like it's been drilled in you that so the person that does the worst to you, that's the person that you're supposed to forgive. But you won't forgive. But your you own won't mama, exactly your you own won't sister. For, and it, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Look, you just because you know, if he found it in his heart to forgive her for what she did, don't mean she gets a hug. Yeah. Don't the, the the outward support, the outward show of uh uh, uh compassion was just sickening to me. I'm yeah. sorry. It was, was sickening to me. I was upset. I was actually upset. I think I was I think I took it personal. Like <laughs> I felt like he was personally disrespecting me. I know I know <laughs> it wasn't my family member, but damn. Like Where was the compassion for the for his mom? What was the compassion you know for? I mean? yeah. Where was the compassion for like, you know, come on, you know, and you know as a black man going into a courtroom, there's no compassion for us. At all. One one bit. You know what I mean? So when you in there it's a trap, you know what I mean? And, and it's like everybody's looking at you like the enemy, you know what I mean? Where this woman was, she was she was uh, pulled up in the bosom of the, and you know, <laughs> they, they held her in their bosom <clears throat> and, they, and they took care of her, you know what I mean? And they like, you know, when she was going through the thing, everybody felt the need to show this woman compassion. Yeah, and, and, well, I'm and you just... know what? I, I have seen it on both sides, though. I've seen, and keep your thought, where it has been 
the victims who've been white who forgiven the black assailants. Um, there was one woman who made sure these kids went to church every Sunday with her. That was one of her, one of her conditions. Like when you come out and want you to go to church, they end up, I think she ended up adopting them or something like that. But that was a young guy that made right. a mistake. You know, but just the judge, I think the judge and the bailiff, the brother, had, that's his right. That was his brother. If that's what he feels, then that's what he feels. But the judge yeah, and the bailiff, to me, that was just... Yeah. I was more show. understanding to the brother. It wasn't something that I would have done. I was more understanding to why he did why it. Why he did it. But the judge yeah. and the bailiff, that was just too over the top. That was over the top. And that right there, for me, just shows that our system is not built for us. As far as, you know, the police is all one team. They cover for each other and that sort of thing. Although she's not a police officer, she still has that protection of the law, she still has that mm-hmm. that blue family, so to speak. And that white privilege, bias. right? So at the end of the day, yes, you got it. Michaelia Mitchell said, uh, "What do you think about Joshua Brown getting shot and killed? Do you think it was a coincidence? This is this is a big thing absolutely right now. not, absolutely not. I I, I won't Joshua say Brown's a witness. You know, I can't uh, necessarily say who or what did it, but it, was it a coincidence? No. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can pay no. me to believe it's a no. coincidence. Either Bob, it was Bob a Boyer. former, it was, either was a police officer or a, sympath, a sympath, sympath, sympathizer. Yeah. What uh, Patrick Bob Boyd Cole went on to say, I don't know if that witness murder was related to the case, but the timing happened, that when it happened is uh, now, very suspect. You, if this was a, a, a drug racketeering case, yeah, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying, yeah. and you know we all watch power, right? And something <laughs> like this happened, I would say one thing, but this dude don't look like no right. Who who would just run up on him and just shoot him in his mouth? He was shot in his mouth. In his mouth. You happen to be a oh, key, for real? Yeah, he was chest. shot in his mouth and his chest. But you was a key witness, and so you just happened to get shot in the mouth, huh? Yeah, I I, I yeah. definitely believe it was, and his his testimony was key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. You know what I mean? And um, now, I lost train of thought. But, uh, so, yeah, I definitely think, you know, I'm not I, I'm not going to sit there and say it was Dallas Police Department, but it was somebody who was still sympathetic to this woman's mm-hmm. plight, who felt the need to go out and do I I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, Make me an too. example, yeah. Well, that, that's just said all the way around. Go ahead, Lisa, you, you remember what you are about to say? Um, I do think that these things are going to start, it's going to keep on happening. We're going to keep on having these officers kill us. And that's just going to be the end of it until we start demanding changes. I personally feel like we need to start taking a look at this, the amendment and the the procreation and start going over that Mm -hmm. and start demanding change in that. Because as long as those things stay the way that they are, that we're gonna keep having these sorts of things happening in our community. Yeah. And we're still gonna keep having the the unfair treatment in the justice system until we start taking some demands and start looking at this amendment. That's right. But, but, but I, I Killian think, Mitchell said they said uh they ain't steal anything from him or his house uh either, so that's suspicious. Uh Tom 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 Gather said, uh, what's good? Hey, we uh we gave you you and your dad condolences to you and your family. Tom, Tom, thanks for tuning in. Oh, go ahead, dear. Oh, no, I think, too, when we talked about the, you know, we talked about the Black Lives Matter movement and the sentiment behind the phrase Black Lives Matter. And I do believe that, you know, 
one of the reasons where you're starting to see convictions. You're starting to see some accountability. Some accountability. You know what I mean? It's not like where we would like to have it, but the, the but what you what was being missed is this young man's life that was taken. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the the it, you you talked about image. You know what I mean? Like the like the immediately they they went through the whole image of trying to slander his name and trying to upgrade her and trying to uphold her. Oh, you know the uh, the racist tweets that she had put out. You know these things. They they didn't they didn't, they tried to bury these things, but they couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you seen the character, like her character is automatically magnified because of who she is and because of who we are. Our characters automatically drug through the mud. This dude was was no gangster. He no, was no just he dude. was just a regular guy at home. You know what I mean? You're not so Why did the cops turn off their body cams when they were in there? That's what when they were doing the investigation, they all start turning off their body cams. Which is crazy. And and see and and that's one thing too. We can't we we talk about this this blue shield of silence, you know what I mean? Like right is right. Wrong is wrong. You know what I mean? So you can't defend as a police officer, defend an officer that's wrong in a in a in, in a law, and then be mad when people in the neighborhood do the same with their kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If my kid done something to somebody, and and I don't turn them in, but you don't turn yours in when yours do wrong by mm-hmm. by us. So you know, it has to be some accountability, like for, for everybody across the board. Yeah, the woman was wrong. Period, point blank. Whether you, whether she, she knew. I mean, I still think she had to know something. I mean, she just didn't. You don't just walk in nobody's house. (laughs) Okay, so where I used to live at, the houses looks very similar, Mm -hmm. and there was cases where we would sit in the living room, and somebody would just randomly walk in my house, Mm -hmm. and we'd be like, "What the fuck?" Mm -hmm. And we turn around and look, and the person be like, "Oh shit, my bad," and run out. They did. I almost done it. They didn't pull out no gun and shoot me. Yeah. I mean, and I would see it more in a, like in an apartment. You had to be cognizant that there's floor indicators. There's fourth floor, third floor. And the woman who said as, as much, another woman who took a video, she's been, she was fired from she her fired job. Her yeah. Job. Yeah. Sister, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She took the video of her pacing back and forth. You know, I just don't, I don't buy this woman was. I don't buy it. I don't buy that she was so remorseful of this man's death. I just don't buy it. She's probably remorseful of the Oh, uh, she's remorseful yeah, of her she, situation. She got, yeah, I'll say she she's remorseful because she, she got just, caught up yeah. in her bullshit. I'm not, I don't buy them. You know, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been deprogrammed for the white woman tears. They don't affect me. And Ronald <laughs> Thornton said, the witness being murdered affects her appeal case. All the sympathy and things that follow are being set up for her appeal case where she'll get off. And you know, I didn't know she filed her immediate appeal. Like yeah, that. it just, on, it man? just really, it just really. That, that's white privilege. That is fine. If I got ten years for murder, I, yeah, I'm like, that, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving a high five. Like all I got was ten years. Yeah. It just boiled my blood to read these jokes. <laughs> you know what? They give you more yeah, years. Yeah. Oh, so you gonna come in here and fight this? You only got ten years. We would have, we would have cop to a plea a long time ago. I hope we they give her ass more. more years of this appeal. You know. It just boiled my blood to see, to read what these jurors were talking about, like, 
Okay, we got some more. And yeah. they had and they had people that came in and did did uh, character testimonies. They had the white girl coming in talking about, oh, she came in and she bought me a a car seat for my baby <laughs> in the middle. Girl, bye. Yeah, we got some. I, I got some comments here. Go ahead. I, I don't see them. Yeah, this is on the. Uh, we got the share watch party. What's up, Romy Rome? We got Jewel Mitchell. She says, uh, uh, Rome said she got off too clean. The compassion was too quick, too soon, too quick. But the time to heal those rooms for real. Jewel Mitchell said the man who killed the police dog got 45 years 45 and she only gets 10. Yeah. I guess a dog's life worth more than a human. What's up, guy, Gabriel? Jewel Mitchell also said the woman who shot warning shots to protect herself got 20, 20 years. years. Mm -hmm. Dang, what's up, Dang? Great points, but this is about the sentence. A lot of people don't understand that if you get 10 years, odds are she won't even do half of that, which is true. Mm -hmm. She would probably get released before she gets, you know, before she hits the parole board. Maybe within two years. You ain't lying about that. Wow. The, the, the uh, Jewel also said the justice system is not for blacks. We are in slavery and it's so sad. What's up, Ron? What's up? Oh, see that? Yeah, that's it right there. I can't argue. Y'all listening to the Full Disclosure Show, man? I'm dangling my wings. The first we got Baba Rich Green, Dick Dastin, a little lady in the house, Lisa Lisa Burnett. We talk about the whole Albert Geiger, Joe, Joe, Botham, John case, and uh, y'all continue to give us y'all y'all thoughts and sentiments on that. We're gonna go ahead and shift into the uh, social media post of the week because it's kind of tied. In a sense, Dick Dossley. All right. Hey, I don't know if you're looking uh, local local news. Uh, this just happened uh, overnight, I should say, late last night in Cleveland. A six-year-old girl uh, was killed. Uh, she was shot in the head while she was sleeping in her home. I'll go ahead and share this link with you. Uh, but I picked that because, you know, um, not only is it sad, is and, and tragic. It's something that should never happen. We shouldn't have to be burying our children. I mean, you know, it's an old Chinese proverb that say, "Grandfather die, father die, son die." Any other order would be tragic. And we're seeing far too many times where parents are having to bury their children. And this young lady didn't even have a chance to live. You know, at six years old. I'm going to share this link right now about this young lady being shot in the head. It was a drive-by shooting from what these, this report says happened about 1 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning. She made it to the hospital, but she didn't make it through that. I just shared the link on there from cleveland.com. I might as well go ahead and just read the article since I got it up. So, uh, article is in uh, cleveland.com if you want to see it. And it says, uh, a six-year-old was shot early Saturday while sleeping in a Cleveland home. She has died. The girl, identified as Lyric Lawson in the police report, died Saturday evening at University Hospitals after su suffering a gunshot wound to the head, said the Cleveland Police Postwoman, Sergeant Jennifer Chia, I don't know how to say her name, Chiakaka. Police have not said if any arrests have been made or the circumstances surround the drive-by shooting. The shooting happened about 1 a.m. at home on East 171st Street near St. Clair Avenue in the city's South Collinwood neighborhood. Investigators learned someone shot up the home while the six-year-old girl was sleeping inside. 
Witnesses saw a car driving away, but no one could provide a description other than it was a dark colored car. Lee said, officers rendered first aid to the girl before she was taken to university hospitals for treatment. She later died, <coughs> excuse me, at the hospital. So once again, this is this is tragic. I know, um, you know, we talk about, we just talked about uh, someone entering, a police officer into someone's house and killing them. And we talk a lot of, about police just killing us in general. But we have to talk about when things like this happen. That's a senseless death. You know, uh, I think Derek was going to talk about the, the whole snitching thing eventually and to kind of break that down, whatever that may be. I don't know the full circumstances surrounding this particular death. All I know is a drive-by shooting, the car pulled up and it shot up a house. I will say this. If you did something to an affront on me and I want to get back at you, I'm going to get back at you. Having innocent people, grandmothers, women, and children die was just not the norm for us when we were coming up in the early 80s, mid-90s. Moving in, moving into the later 90s, 2000, it became a little bit more frequent that you're seeing. I, it was a kid in Chicago that got killed for retaliation in the gang, a little nine-year-old boy. That, that's totally crazy. That's totally crazy. So, grown folk, y'all out here, y'all doing whatever y'all do in these streets. Do what you do. Somebody, somebody ride on you, they do whatever, go get them. Be, be in what you in, but be a man or a woman about it. Leave these children, these innocent women and children out of this stuff. Can we, can we say, if you change that headline and say six-year-old guy, girl dies from a drive-by shooting and say six-year-old guy, girl dies because police kicked in the wrong door and shot her, we'd be up in arms. This would be national news. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that we normalize it, but I'm saying it's happened a little too often. We as a community have the responsibility to turn whoever did this in. It's not, that's not snitching, y'all. Snitching got to do with you hustling and you get not, you don't tell on either side, your upline, downline, whatever. You keep your mouth shut, you do your time because you got in with your eyes wide open. What did this little girl do to get into that situation to get killed? Absolutely nothing. So I like for us as men and women of the community to, to mentor and talk to the, the other people within our community to say, hey, when these types of things happen, it, it needs to be resolved quickly because these people need to know that you cannot just kill indiscriminately and then walk away. Somebody else was in that car. The driver knows what happened. How could you go to sleep at night knowing that a six-year-old girl died? Even if you were driving, you could be like, look, Unfortunately, the way the law is set up, you could be an accomplice. Now, I bet you they get 30 years. I bet mm. you they get 40 years. Oh, yeah. I bet you they get life. They're not walking and away with 10 years. So. And just imagine you the driver of that car, and you didn't even know dude was going to do this. What if somebody said, hey, man, I'm going to pull up my, my old baby mama house, man. I'm walking there. All of a sudden, pat, 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 pat. Now, he got in. Now, you see he capable of killing. Now, he in the car with you. Now, you driving, you probably worried about your life. Like, I didn't even know this fool was going to do this. Mm-hmm. Now, you to pull me in something. How can he come forward and be protected? See, the way the laws is written, you're an accomplice. So now you're going to get the murder charge. I've seen where people who didn't pull the trigger get more time than the person who did. Mm-hmm. So we have to start looking at that. Maybe that's what's stopping people from coming forward. I mean, we have to look at because we got some draconian stuff going on as far as the laws go. But once again, this cannot be tolerated. Whoever killed that little girl, be a man. I'm assuming it's a man. Turn yourself in. Be a woman. Turn yourself in. Because she shouldn't be dead 
off of how you were feeling. And that's it. That's just how I feel. We should not allow this to happen in our communities. Ain't no snitches get stitches stuff on murder. If you're a molester, you're a rapist, or you killing children, or old people hurting old people, you deserve to be in jail. Matter of fact, I think you deserve to be killed. That's just me. Now, you can take that how you feel. Lisa, what's your thought? I personally think that this type of behavior has become normalized because it happens so often. That'd be the first thing people go after when things happen. The first thing they want to do is go shoot up, shoot them up, bang, bang. And I don't, I don't condone any violence, let alone gun violence. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to shoot somebody, at least shoot the right person. At least walk up to that person and do what you do. Yeah. I'm not condoning it, but you know what I'm saying? Instead of you shooting up all these innocent people and this baby just lost her life. And I also think that silence has became the norm because we're not only silent in these types of situations, but we're silent in situations where we know uh, a kid is getting molested. molested. We know yeah. that uh, a baby's being beat by, by the mom and nobody says anything. Mm-hmm. And I think in this situation, people are scared to come forward because if they know who it is, maybe this person is some crazed, violent person and they're scared of retaliation. Mm-hmm. The police ain't, ain't here to protect you, obviously, as we can see. Mm-hmm. So people are scared to come forward. I think that the the way the social media is, the way TV is, violence is okay. Violence is condoned. It's recorded. So it's definitely <laughs> recorded. It's recorded. Hey, Jerome Newman said, my goodness, how can a mofo sleep with that on their head, killing a kid? I mean, what they thinking about? And I, I got to go off of something you said, Lisa. It's, uh, once again, it happens too often. But once again, we don't control the narrative. The media controls the narrative. So they can paint this bleak picture. You got these people who aren't mentally stable. I'm, I don't know if you ever had somebody who's murdered somebody go to jail and write you a letter. But if you ever seen the childlike thought processes in some of those letters, mm-hmm. you understand like, wow, you ain't operating on the highest level. But well, like I used to say, D, like we said before, people don't people don't really don't commit crimes on a on a full stomach. Yeah, I was gonna so say. We're so. only looking at symptoms. We're not really looking at the cure. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying right now, just right now, we can't allow this to happen. We definitely And can. I'm talking to the, the people out there that knows if you know a killer that's killed a kid, turn that person in. I'm sorry. Draw a snitch if you got to. Because that family needs that closure. That person is not gonna stop with that because now they know they can get away with it. And you don't want to start that. And who's to say you don't tell on somebody else, maybe you not telling on somebody else will later on be a domino effect to you. But what people don't want to see it happen until it's their child. So then their they niece, want you to snitch. Nephew. They want you to tell. Now, now, now you want everybody to tell. Yeah. Be what you got. Jerome said, uh, the kids, I feel that ish, man. We're losing kids on uh, to dumb shit. What's up, y'all? Hey, well, on, Sheila? well, to speak on the, the, the snitching, you know, we just talked about the incident before with the whole, you know, there's a distrust between the black community and the police. I think that's a lot of that, a lot of the reasons why a lot of crimes don't get reported. Is uh, And I remember, you know, growing up, we didn't report, you know, we dealt with 
we dealt with it ourselves. ourselves yeah. You know what I mean? So a situation like this. Kids, well, well, that's what I'm saying. You 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 cut, you draw drive by my house, and my six year old daughter gets killed. It's getting handled. That's how you know. Yeah, what I mean, it, on, it yeah. didn't go to the police. No. I mean, I'm not saying that's that's just how things happen. That's, that's just how things was handled. But I kind of want to go a little macro on this. We talked. We had a couple. We talked a couple weeks ago. We talked about with, with the whole Jay Z. We talked about the the effeminized males, mm-hmm. and, and, and does that have the effect with the police? And I disagreed in that situation, but this is the situation where it's key right here, where you have a bunch of these uh, effeminized men, and I don't mean feminine, I don't mean home, I mean no. fe- men who who've grown up without fathers, and and they ha- and you you just don't do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. There's no code, like no code. There's no code. There's no code. There, you know, any anybody know. This makes the block hot. You can't yeah. do anything when stuff like this happens. Yeah. So, you know, to just go out, pick they these these dudes get in their feelings, and the first thing they want to do is grab a gun and go pop pop and shoot everybody up with no no thought process of what's going to happen to the next person, what's going to happen to themselves, what's going to happen in the community. Like the fallback, it's too many. You have too many senseless deaths for no reason. And it's like, and it's, it is, it's sad and it's ridiculous. And we do have to stump our feet and, 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 and throw a towel in the air when these things happen. Not just when it's the police, it's the police. Or, or like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a false narrative anyway because, you, you know, you, you, it's just a different narrative. It's, it's sad, you know what I mean? Because you got somebody's baby is dead and somebody's baby is going to go to prison if, it's, if they if they caught. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do... 50 years. They're going yeah. to do 100 years. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just how it is. But, I mean, Michael Dolis is out. I just, it's, it's very sad to hear something like this happen. Things that should happen and should be, you know. Now, once again, this is a call to us also to provide balance. What I was saying is, I may be in the car, but I wasn't an accomplice. I had no idea this person was going to do this. Now, it is times when people tell people to pull the trigger. Now, somebody will pull you in jail. Now, if that happens, that's on you. Mm-hmm. That, that, that person should just cop to what they did. But if I'm in the car and I see somebody kill, like, I think this just happened last year. Then it happened a few years ago uh, with uh, one of the guys who went to Glenville with us. He was a little bit, he was upper class. His grandbaby got killed. Yeah, I remember. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Um, the baby. What's up, Tony O? So, anyway. The baby got shot. Somebody was going after another dude. It's always innocent bystanders that get right. shot. Mm-hmm. It's never the person doing the dirt. It's like the bullets just say, oh, no, nah, you know what? You're a dirty person, but I'm going to miss you. Let me go for this innocent child. Let me go for this elderly person. People who, who uh, Major, that was the baby's name. And, uh, you know, rest in peace. It's like, uh, you know, that baby ain't doing anything to deserve that. This baby ain't doing anything to deserve that. What could she have done at six years old that deserved her getting shot? Uh, don't give me any other logic. You know what I'm saying? She didn't. And it's, and it's didn't. not. You're not sexy, man. It's not. No, you're not it's tough. Not. You're not tough because you put put pull a pistol out and shoot somebody. Like that's dead. You know what I mean? Like these guys think this is what it is. Like you know, they you see them on Instagram with their guns. Like this shit is sexy. Nah, man, it's whole shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You know, like knuckle up. Like go to the guy. Who, you know what I'm you saying? Who you that. got a problem with and knuckle up. Take the ass whooping and get an ass whooping. And call it a day. We need but, to, you know, I, I, mean, I don't know how we get back to that. You know, but like, you it's know. It's going to take us as the older men in the community to get these young men to do right. 
you know, maybe we start carrying around boxing gloves and we see stuff going on, we break it up like, man, then make them put the boxing gloves on. Now, you, you know, guess what? We're going to get in trouble for an illegal yeah. boxing match. But you know what? I'd rather that happen then. It was, learn how to just, okay, we fought. Some of the people you fought are your best friends now. I bet you people watching this right now can say, hey, yeah, I used to fight this dude every day. To this day, that's their best friend. I used to mm -hmm. fight this girl all the time. We best friends. That's how you became friends sometimes, being enemies. Mm -hmm. Especially now, back in the day when you were a kid. Say that. <laughs> say that. Knock this, knock this stick off my shoulder. Now you coming, you coming in with shotguns and all this. This yeah. is crazy, man. People no. scared to take an ass whooping. I think that. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. I think that in some situations, we don't know about this particular situation, but if somebody was out there doing something to somebody and they're the reason why the house got shot up, then that person also needs to take accountability. You know, if my son is out here selling drugs and he out here robbing people and doing the dirtiest of the dirt and then come home and he lives with me, then my son needs to take responsibility for bringing that drama to my house. That's true. And that's why I was saying I don't know the whole yeah. thing because it could be exactly yeah. that but now now is it that young man that's on his head or that whoever if it was brought to that young lady like that how would you feel if you're the reason why your little sister your niece your cousin died like wow if I went out here in these streets and doing mm -hmm. dirt and doing this she'd still be alive but you know these cats just so fast to pull a trigger you know in broad daylight or in front it's just, they are they so just, ruthless I remember uh, in my old neighborhood, there was uh, a couple houses down for me. And I'm upstairs, watch TV or what have you, fell asleep. Next thing you know, I come outside and hear all this commotion. And I don't know how I missed it, but the house a couple houses down had got shot up. Mm -hmm. And the mom had got shot in the arm. And she survived and everything. But when she came home, the son came home with her. And the, reason, and the reason why the house got shut up was because of the son. Well, a couple weeks later, again, the kids were outside playing. And I'm watching TV, and all of a sudden I hear this pop, 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 pop. So I run outside, and all the kids were running from the back of the house because the same guy went to the store, running his mouth, and these guys followed him to the neighborhood and was shooting at him. Just missed my son and my little cousin by inches. After that, I had to leave the neighborhood. Yeah, but no. see, that, that that dude was a dark cloud. Yeah, you know, and but the bullets ain't gonna ever hit him. No, no, no. They hit his mama, but missed missed him. Miss him. And I think that he needed to take responsibility for his actions, but the mom also needed to take responsibility for her actions because she kept letting her old son—not old, but her adult son come back but and see, live but see what's happening is you know you can take it's all good to take responsibility for your actions but somebody is still dead yeah you see what i'm saying so it's like you know what is, yeah, what, so, is it, but what is it doing what if is, that person if they find the, the trigger man the trigger man needs to be held accountable go to jail and also who he was shooting at depending on the situation needs to be held accountable and go to jail if he out here living in the streets living in the streets then he needs to be held accountable. That's that fast life. Mm. But see, we need to be more OGs than old heads, once again. We need to mentor these young men. When we see young men, not berate them or talk down to them. Talk to them like they're your equal. But, hey, hey, young brother, you know, compliment them. I'm glad to see you doing the right thing. When you see people doing the right thing, tell them. Even the, even the young man on the corner, be like, hey, I see y'all standing out here, but y'all could be doing a lot worse. 
you know, hopefully y'all y'all get something together. Hey, you know what? I ain't got much. Come on, let me go get you this or come out with a bag of chips. Just something mm-hmm. to, to a peace offering. Here you go, brother. I just want to talk to you. Chop it up. We have to, as older men, we have to be men to these young men because most likely a lot of them ain't got fathers. So not that you're trying to be that man's father because some people take offense to that. But be a positive force in there. We're just talking about the symptoms once again. We're not talking about the root causes. There's something going on with that young man. He's in a arrested state of development. You're a grown man standing with your mama always getting in trouble. You're acting like a little boy. You're stuck in that arrested state of development. You need to elevate yourself. And well, how you, do we do that? And you can see them when it, when it goes down. And, oh, motherfucker, yeah, I'm going to get my crap. I'm going to do this, do that. You know, that that that, that emotion, that testosterone, that, that emotion mm-hmm. in me. Oh, we're going to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I've seen it. Like, yeah. calm down. Saying, yeah. It's not that deep. Handle this. You know what I'm saying? We handle our we handle our differences. We don't handle our differences like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and it shouldn't have to escalate to a six-year-old baby getting killed. But they go to extremes. They want to hurt like these men killing babies. You know, they get mad at a woman. Oh, I'm going to kill your kid. What? what? That was unheard of back in the day. A yeah. man killing a child. A black or, man especially. Yeah. Or they try to you go in and hurt the mother or yeah, that, that, the grandma or yeah. something. They want to do that. I'm going to get you back spiteful. Baba Bata said, unfortunately, examples are going to have to be set. In order to stop hours for, for uh, hours for killing our own, these young shooters are cowards. I'm all for death squads, <laughs> like the Sandinistas used to have. Yeah, the Sand- you, you kill somebody there, they're coming for you. Uh, he went on to say, these young dudes ain't listening to anyone. Collateral damage is how they see it. Nah, man, you know what? They watch too many movies, whatever. We still have an influence over these kids, whether you believe it or not. We got a more well, of an influence than we think. I agree with you. There's at a, a certain point, like... Again, charity starts at home, man. Charity starts at home. You have to take care of the ones in your house. You know, I was just watching a little, a little, uh, a video. What's her name? She was talking about. She was talking to the brothers, and they was all had all these different babies in different households, and she was just going about how many the numbers of that happens to kids that grow up in single parent. Okay. You know, and they're more likely to commit suicide and so forth and so on. You know what I mean? So it starts with your, we we have to be fathers to our own kids first and foremost. You know what I mean? And then. That's our nieces. We also have to take, yeah. And then you go to the mission. You have the nieces, the nephews, the family unit, Mm -hmm. man. We have to circle the wagons on the families. And and then. And then each one teach one and move like that. It's hard to just grab some random teenager off the street, you know what I mean, and try to talk to him. Hey, you want some candy? Without, Come here. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy! But you have to have some kind of rapport. He have to have, you know, with you know, with you for yeah, you to give him anything, you know what I mean? So, but you again. You to do everything, but old saying, I'm going to let you go. It's a kid who is not loved or embraced by the, by the village will burn it down mm. in order to fill mm-hmm. its warmth. Yeah. Y'all listen to the full disclosure show, man. Dagna my wins the first. Big Dick Dashley, Bobby Rich Green, Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. We were just talking about the little six year old girl that was what was killed in the drive by. We talked about the, the Botham John trial. And we're gonna go ahead and get into uh Miss Lisa Lisa's topic this week. What's what's on your chest? Well, one, one I think thing, this gonna be interesting. Go I ahead. I think it is Patrick Bob Boy Cole said young dudes will listen to you if they believe you have their best yeah, interests in mind. Yes, indeed. And I'll I say it once again. Ray Hagan said, 
people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we got to start an outreach program or something. The grassroots. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead, Queen. I need to cut you off. No, you good. My topic today is lying ass people. <laughs> and um, There's a lot of those going around. It is. And I got a problem with lying ass people. Lying is one of my pet peeves. And I know we all have lied. I know we all lie. So we all lie. We all got a little white lies we tell. You know, I'm gonna call you back, girl. Or yeah, um, right. You know those little white lies. But I'm talking about the lies, the liars where they become habitual liars, those sociopaths. Those are the liars that I'm talking about. I want to know. Okay, let's say you have a close friend. Let's say. You know Rich is a liar. So all he do is lie. <laughs> Every time he come out of his mouth, you got to question everything. You uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then one day he makes up this big lie and it starts to affect your life. Now, what is your responsibility in his lying? Because you've been letting him lie to you all this time. And that one time, have you checked him on his lies? So... <laughs> How responsible are you for this for his lying ass? Me personally, I feel like when it's a family member or a close friend, you kind of have a responsibility to check that person for lying all the time. Even if it doesn't affect your life, I think you are helping to create a sociopath or you know someone who just is a narcissistic. I have a couple people one in particular that is a liar and that's all they do is lie and and it got me to thinking like this person's been in my life forever and this person has lied about the dumbest shit and and you know you know your other family members they lie they tell one lie to this person and they tell one lie to you and then you and your family or your friend or whatever get together and you're like well you know that ain't what they said to me and you laugh about it but you never go and check them now they got this crazy yeah we're enablers so now they got this crazy story and it, it's affecting your life. So how how responsible are you for that? Ooh. What do you this, think? That, oh, that's a question to me. How, you know what? If you're enabling people to lie, that's a problem. I'm one of the few people, of course I lie. Let's just get that out of the way. I lie just like anybody else. But I understand what you're saying. Those people that lie, 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 lie. That's very, very dangerous. What I tend to do is put the same people in the room and say, hey, well, you remember when you said blah, blah, blah? Well, here's so-and-so. They want to talk to you about blah. And it's not just like, ooh, voila. I'm, I'm, I'm a peacemaker. I like to get to the bottom of things. You know, like if one of my brother's mad at me, one of my sister's mad at me. Okay, well, what's going on? You know, you apparently told mama this. Come on. We get all on the line. Yeah. It's amazing how quick the stuff goes away once you get everybody on the line. Because... We tend to add our own little things into it. And mm-hmm. then we do tend to enable those people who lie. Sometimes it's just fun. You know, sometimes lying in your family is a lot of fun. That's and, what I'm saying. Like, you know, I think the situation that I'm personally speaking of is the lies has been so funny and they've been so outrageous. We like, you, we making fun of it, you know, light of it. But now the story, the lies has became so crazy that now... 
it's starting to affect. It's a domino it's effect. A, Here's the thing, Jordan. When man. you have a liar within your midst, whether it's one of your good, let's say you got a, a really, uh, you got a brother or a sister, right? And they just lie, lie, lie. Well, people who really don't know you will take their word as the gospel. Exactly. Because why would they have any reason to say anything bad or lie about you? But they don't realize that some people use lies in order to gain people confidence. It's a con game. You know, when you con in somebody, you don't try to get their confidence. You give them yours. Mm-hmm. Liars are very adept at that. And then somehow they get people that sympathize with them. And you come around, they, they treat you like you're a villain. And you're like, why is all these people dogging me? I just walked in here. <laughs> you know, your sister that told them all this bad stuff about you. Your brother that lied on you. Your best friend that lied on you. You know, I, one of the worst things I have is a best friend or a sibling Who's jealous of you? Because they're with you all the time. So the people are going to take everything that they say to heart. Now, they don't realize there's a lot of mentally unstable people out here. You got somebody ready to hurt you for what your friend or what your brother and sister is saying. Mm-hmm. And those lies do snowball and hurt. You, me, Don't ask me if you don't want to know the truth. That's it. And I've even, if, if I have said something that was a, a lie or a misstatement, I will correct myself. I do not mind admitting I'm wrong. You know, so I ain't got no problem with it. Kendi, uh, Tanya said, me too, baby girl, when you were making your point. Uh, Tanya went on to say, people justify lying. Patrick Bubba Boy Cole said, shame to say it, I used to lie to kick it. Lost a lot of good people because of it. I feel you trying to get out the house, Patrick. I understand that. Uh, Tanya said, I failed you, Dick Dastardly. Laugh out loud. We have experienced such people in the family. We do. I mean, they lie. But you know what? I had had one of my siblings that lied about something that she said she witnessed, and it never happened. But people take it to heart because why would she lie on me? You know, she loved me. Why'd you lie? And I, I, I don't even try to correct it because it's so freaking outrageous. And sometimes. It's good to have rumors about yourself. If people ain't talking about you, then you're doing something wrong. Me and Derek talk about this when people say, oh, I got haters, I got haters. I'm like, I ain't got no haters. What are they talking about? No, you do. You just don't realize you mm-hmm. do. You know, you just don't realize you do. It's like, if you're not being envied, something wrong. I don't know what happened in the live video, bro. People just lie faster than a cat can lick their ass. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're going to go to you. We'll go back on. I'm, I'm redoing it. Did you lose your connection as well? Um, yeah, we we still on we we still on the yeah, thing. We still yeah. on the live feed is out, but yeah, but uh, man, it's like the whole thing was this, this whole, I mean, because it's the whole line is the norm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It like is. When, a, when a person is telling, keeping it real, they you, look, you the one look like the fool. Because again, we, we, we are so accustomed to, to the lie. To the lie. People love the comforting lie. Mm-hmm. People want to be lied to. Like a lot of people don't want the truth. You they know don't what I mean? The they don't want the truth. They don't want they don't want to hear the truth. And so it's easy for people to get wrapped up in lying. You know, you learn as a young kid, like, you know, your mom about to tell you, you know, don't just be honest with me. I ain't gonna whoop you. Just Man, tell me you've been truth. lying you know? to your whole life. The, the two fairy, yeah. Santa Claus, you know, Jesus. I mean? So, so lying is the norm, man. Lying is what's, you know, this country is based on lies. The, the educational system, the religious system, it's all one lie after another. So when you tell, you keep it real. You the out. You the 
you're the outlier. You know what I mean? When you tell the truth, when no you be honest, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. I mean, it's like it's true. So, so it don't surprise me, man. Like when people, it's because it's so convenient to lie. You know, it's convenient to tell people what you think they want to hear. Well, it's, convenient, it's convenient to tell people. And and, and what Patrick Boy, 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 Boy Cole said, I've been there before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me I've, been, I, I've been to the point where it just got convenient, easier to lie. It's easy. Because I didn't, you know, I wanted to avoid a certain yeah. reaction. From, you know what I mean? So you just. It's easier to lie. It's just easier to lie. Sometimes, I mean, people lie faster than the cat can lick their ass. And I feel like. If you're if you lie that much to somebody, you have no respect for that person. I, they lie to you, and they tell you these lies, and sometimes you give people a rope and let them hang themselves. Say that. Especially when you know this person is I, me personally. I'll give you a rope. I'll let you lie to me, and I'll know you're lying to me. Now what, girl? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, he didn't. To me. That to me, that just shows that you have no level of respect for me. You insult my intelligence, and now I respect you differently. I look at you differently. I'm to the point now where this person, I don't even want nothing to do with this individual because they lie so much, and I can't stand a liar. I can't stand a thief. Scratch a lie, find a thief. I think. I think. I think it says more about that person how they feel about themselves than it does you. Per se, you know what I mean. If a person feels the need to fabricate stories and paint themselves in a certain light, yeah. or, or or paint other people in a negative light, whatever it is, you know what I mean. It says how they view themselves mm-hmm. more so. They don't have no respect for themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. More so than they have no respect for you. They just, you know, if you if you're lying to me, if you tell me something, hey, I gotta take it for what I gotta take it for what it's worth, take right? You know, hey. You, if you said X, Y, and Z, you know, but... Now, if you know that person is lying, I don't take nothing face value. If I know you a compulsive, habitual liar, then anything you say, I'm, I don't believe nothing. You got to bring me some evidence. You could tell me the sky is blue. You wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. Well, some people believe that if I push you down, somehow that elevates me up. And that's, that's how mm-hmm. I think they get into that. And then it's their way, once again, of conning people. That they don't understand... They don't know how to have a personality in order to be liked, in order to do it. So they find ways to get in. You have people who their whole thing is gossiping and tearing other people down in order to just start a conversation. Oh, let me tell you about this. And you're like, no, hold on, man. I ain't trying to. One thing, I, I just don't like that negativity. You can't leave me alone. Get from around me with that. Uh, yeah, man. And, and it's like, you know, when you start talking about. You know, we all we all know we had cats that lied, and we <laughs> yeah. we know they lying, and we all sniffing and lying. But I think when you get into seriousness, when people when you get into the lies that affect people's lives, and when you get into like you know, and I, I, I like dudes all the time. Y'all cats think y'all pipping because you got five six women, but you telling them all the different story. Yeah. You know what I mean? You lying to them all. If you want to impress me, tell, tell them the, the truth. truth. You know what I mean? Sit there and say, "Hey, play up, play up. hey, hey, I, 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 I only want, I don't, I want more than one vagina." You know what I mean? I can only deal with one, two more than one women, and get rid of. Hey, be real. Don't sit there and be like, "Oh, baby, you the love of my life. You the only one." And then tell old girl around the street, she the sad. You the love of my life. You the only one. Hey, we almost fell out with somebody because yeah, of that. Yeah, be you real. Heard that? Yeah, yeah, 
Like, be real. That's how you want. You want. You got game. You want to press me. Say, hey, I, I, I you know, I, I want more than one woman. You know what I mean? If you mm -hmm. ride with it or not. I had a friend gave me get asked for advice one time, and he had a situation. We had two women that liked him. They both liked him, and I said, you know, me being me, I'm like, hey, why don't you just tell him, hey. I'll kick it with you, but I gotta be able to kick it with her too. He's like, "Oh, these on I'm like, just, "Hey, what what you got to lose?" So he did it, and f at first they was. That's, that's about that part with that forgiveness part. If you really forgive somebody, you forgive them. But sometimes you just gotta understand a person is that who they yeah. are. Like, okay, this is who you are. So I know not to tell you anything. Like, if you're feeling down or something, that's not the person to talk mm -hmm. to. You can't tell them anything important in your life. It's all surface. It's not that you're being phony because you might love them. They may be your relative. Mm -hmm. So. I got to see you. I love you. I don't want you to, I don't want to die without having a relationship with you, but I don't want you to kill me either. Right. So bottom line is it'll be surface. Right. Come over. I got to cook out. You're more than welcome. No. But I'm not going to share my life with you. You can't hey, come it out It don't matter if you share out. or not because they're going to they gonna make it up anyway. Go what a good thing about a liar. They're going to tell you your food they're good, gonna... even if it's bad. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. I can't believe she made that macaroni and cheese. That dry but, ass mac and yeah, cheese. Yeah, but again, I like to just to go like the macro, man. It's like, you know, people are encouraged a lot. People love to hear lies. A lot more, most people don't hear the truth. And that's how people get emboldened to become liars like that. Because, you know, a good when, when you become a good liar, you know what I'm saying? You know what people want to hear. Look at the president of the United States. Yeah. That's what he does. He got busted, so he doubled down. It was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm ass trying to look into it. He like, I'm caught now. I might as well, because it's going to come out that he ass yeah. trying to. So he like, what he's doing is getting ahead of it. Mm -hmm. But I know people love lies. He knows the country loves lies. And they think that everything is a conspiracy theory. So I could be doing dirt. I just say... Joe Biden was doing this. Hillary Clinton was doing this that. This turns yeah. to some sort of conspiracy. That's the way you've been lying so long. It's like second nature. Yeah. You know, I, like it's, it's like I think done. those type of people will start to believe their lies. And when you believe your lies, that's yeah. when you're well, in a, trouble. A, a good liar believes. you got to sell yourself with a lie first. You know uh, what I mean? Once again, a con man doesn't try to get your confidence. He gives you his. Them, them yeah. And you know he what? You his, those so people be having sword. gall because... That they take this this person told some fantastic lie, <laughs> and they got all this craziness going on, but they still walking around as if nobody knows about their lies. Ain't nobody gonna call them on it. That's how. That's why they walking around. You have to call a liar on their lie and let them know. I know you lying. Everybody around you know you lying. Yeah. We know you lying. But I, up to the point, I got other things to be than because I said they're going to lie about that. You know what I mean? They're going to throw another lie. Just tell them, don't waste your breath. Don't even waste your breath. I know you lying to me, but it's good. I love you. Stop lying. You don't You don't have to be any more than what you... Because I got family members who try to be more than what they are sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, just be you. I love you, homie. It's good. Whatever you got, I'm with you. Yeah, be, just be solid just, with just it. Just be there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yes, yes, y'all. This is the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont Wiz the first. Big Dick Dashley, Rich Green, the little lady in the house, Miss Lisa. Lisa, talking about y'all lying ass folks out there. You know who you is. <laughs> you know who you are, lying ass hey, man, liars. Hey, Lion King. <laughs> and, and, we, and we was just talking about this. It was a cap. Shout out to my man Chuck. We used to call him What the Fuck Chuck. <laughs> because his, his stories were so. 
elaborate and outrageous. You just be like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> and you know they lie because they, they get to talk They try to over talk you. And it was, you know, and it, it is, it was, it was funny. Like when he go to tell a story, we would recite his stories. Like, oh, you know, and Chuck told me. <laughs> but then, but like, but sometimes it's, it does start to get dangerous, man. Like when 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 a person can say something or or do something and lie about what they done, and then maybe somebody else get blamed. For, you know, they, 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 you know, you could you could dig a real deep ditch. With lies, and they really will can't can hurt you. But how so, do they feel after a while? Nobody believes you, and nobody takes you serious. Actually, you become a joke. Yeah. You become a joke to everybody around you, even your children. Yeah. Like, how hard is that to know people don't look at you seriously? Like, that's got to be hard for the liar. Like, how, how do you deal I, with I that? Don't, you know? I don't think so because I think if you lie like that and you believe, I think that's the key. I think that you Just are. To believe the lie. I think you are some sort of a narcissist. Psycho. You have social. Yeah. You have mm -hmm. some sort of level of sociopath and some sort of level of narcissism, yep, and I those agree. two things are dangerous. When you are those things, you are a dangerous individual. You are diabolical. Diabolical. <laughs> Every time I see this person, that's why I be thinking that diabolical laugh. <laughs> <laughs> You lied, Craig. You ain't got the, the lie, lie, Craig. But uh, yeah, hey, y'all had to watch that movie. They said she had two guys in the bed. I she saw did. one. Was it well, two? she had one guy in the bed. I didn't see two. I heard it was two. I'm I'm about to put it on. So now you would make me want to go yeah, watch you know it. Me talking about to see that movie. I yeah. only seen one guy. Y'all right, tuned in to the full disclosure show with Dag Lamont. We're the first big dick dastardly, Rich Green, Lisa Lisa. Man, thanks again for the for the. Participation and the love, man, is crazy. Everybody who gave us our comments, call us, man, uh, uh, hit us up during the week. If you want to tell us what y'all, what's on your mind, we try to talk about it, you know what I mean? And the topics, what, what, what y'all, you know, what's hitting on the most and what's affecting you. Again, like and share, share listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker. And uh, it's going down, man. It's all love all day. Tell the people you love them. But you hold them close, man. Tell them you love them for real because tomorrow ain't promised. You see people are dying every day. It's not a game out here. And, uh, man, it's all love all day. Stop lying. Stay royal. Yes, indeed, man. And uh, peace, man. We out. Peace. Happy birthday to fun. all the Libras once again. Great show. Great show.